All right, friends, we are back with another episode of the Hockey Princess podcast. I'm your host, the Hockey Princess. Um, we actually have stuff to talk about this week. I know I said that last week with Krusty Old Guy, but like, there's actually hockey to talk about. I'm so excited. This is the first time since, you know, the beginning of the podcast that there's actually been actual hockey to talk about. And it only gets better from here, friends. Um, so just as a friendly reminder, Make sure to click that like and subscribe button on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, however you are listening to this glorious ramble by yours truly, the Hockey Princess. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, or you want to be on the Hockey Princess podcast, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or email us at thehockeyprincess at gmail.com. And let's get into it. So some stuff, not really a ton has happened on the NHL scope, just because, you know, everybody's doing the same things the Blackhawks are doing, you know, it's training camp. Uh, by the time this comes out, it's going to be the first preseason game. Some teams have already had their first preseason game. So it's exciting. Just a reminder, the Blackhawks have three home preseason games. They have six total, but three of them are going to be at home. We've got September 28th, which will be, for me right now, it's tomorrow, but by the time you guys listen to it, it's today, uh, against the St. Louis Blues. Then there is Tuesday, October 3rd, against the Detroit Dead Wings, and then Thursday, October 5th, against the Minnesota Wild. They have three other ones away, but the home ones are really what matters. And then their first game of the regular season is going to be October 10th against the P Pittsburgh Penguins. And then their first home game of the regular season is Saturday, October 21st against the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now that we got the schedule out of the way, um, there has been a really interesting thing. So, the Los Angeles Kings and the Arizona Coyotes were playing over in Australia for like an exhibition game, um, which I thought was super cool because I just like the concept of hockey in Australia. Um, and I like the international exhibition games. They, the Blackhawks used to participate in a couple. They used to do them over in Sweden and Finland. Um, it was just like two game against, you know, one team. You just played a couple of games over there before the regular season started. And I always thought it was cool, but I like the idea of the Australian one even better because it's like Sweden and Finland already have a ton of, you know, hockey is huge over there. So, you know, they already have the opportunity to see a ton of hockey in person. Whereas, you know, Australia, that's really not the case. Um, so I thought it was super cool. And I think the NHL should do that more often, uh, to, like do exhibition games in countries and areas where, you know, they don't have the ability to see that much high quality in-person hockey. Uh, in other news, Patrick Kane's rehab, uh, most of his rehab from his hip resurfacing surgery has been done in Toronto. There were some videos dropped the, over, I believe it was today or yesterday, um, his agency, you know, released them on Twitter and he looks good. He looks ready. Even if he didn't, I'm still going to tell the world that he is ready because he's Patrick Kane 
and he's always ready. Never count him out. Get into some Blackhawk stuff. All right. So, training camp began last Thursday, September 21st. I went to practice the 21st and the 22nd, and I watched as much footage as I could for the rest of the week, but a lot of my notes are going to be from the 21st and the 22nd, just because, you know, I sat there for four hours both of those days. Those are the best notes that, you know, I'm going to be able to give you guys. So they started training camp with 55 players. Now it's been narrowed down to 54 because they sent Yuri Felkman back to the SCL Tigers. For those who don't know, the SCL is essentially the Switzerland national team. So he just went back home. Nothing against Felkman. Felkman's still fairly young, and it's fairly common for European players that are, that are on the younger side to be sent home first out of training camp, especially, you know, if they still do need to progress quite a bit, there's no point in keeping them at training camp when they know that they don't have a spot either on the Blackhawks or for Rockford. That's just in general. Um, So sending Falkman back wasn't that surprising um just because like I said that tends to happen with European players when they're not like really in contention for a spot on the team all right 55 players uh also so we had a couple of injuries at the beginning of training camp I say injuries in quotation marks because some of them were, some of them weren't. It was reported that Colin Blackwell, Taylor Hall, and Jalen Lupin were out with lower body injuries. Since that, since the 21st, Taylor Hall has, you know, started to be in training camp. He said that it was more of a precautionary thing and it wasn't anything wrong with him really. And, you know, it could have been precautionary. Something could have been going on. I also think the man does not need to be at every training camp practice. He's Taylor Hall. He's ready to go. Just put him on the ice. Like, he just needs to be there for, like, a couple of games, and he's fine. We don't need to be freaking out that he isn't, you know, on the ice for the first practice at training camp. He's fine. But Jalen Lupin did do some work before everybody else came out on the 21st and the 22nd. Some little infos on Jalen Lupin. So he was with the Tri-City Americans last year, but he was brought up to Rockford right at the end for Rockford's postseason. And I say postseason in quotation marks. Um, He's a forward 2021 pick. He is slated to be in Rockford this year, if all goes well, um, just because I don't see him going back to juniors. But we shall see. There's still a lot that, I, that we don't know about him, just because, you know, unfortunately he is a bit injured, and we really haven't been able to see a ton of him, but he is slated to be in Rockford this upcoming year. So for training camp, there were two groups, um, Group A, Group B. 
Bedard was in one, Reichel was in the other, and they tried to make it a fairly even split, though a lot of the younger guys' draft picks from this year were kind of in the first group, and the second group were more NHL veterans, but there was still a bit of a mixture in there. Um, let's see. So my notes for group one first. So this is the Bedard group. Obviously, Connor Bedard, amazing to watch. That's just going to be the given for this entire podcast. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. One, because I think most media outlets and podcasts are going to spend their entire time talking about how great Connor Bedard is. And this is a podcast to learn about the other players as well. Um, Because I could make an entire episode talking about Connor Bedard and how great he is. Like, you know, me and Chris, the old guy, said last week, we could make an entire episode and we'd still be talking too much in terms of time just about Connor Bedard. So it's going to be a given that Connor Bedard is ready. Connor Bedard looks great. Um... I really did like that, you know, Seth Jones, wherever Bedard was, Seth Jones seemed to be right behind him, giving him a little bit of a hard time in terms of size. Like, hey, we know that you're all that, but like, you're with the men now. (laughs) So, I also like to see that Luke Richardson was out on the ice with both groups, both days that I was there, you know, running drills, running practices. He was there, um, which is always nice to see. Sometimes in previous um, prospect camp or training camps, it's really just been like more of the coaching staff and you really don't see the head coach. Um, But no, Luke was down there uh, rocking it. We we love Luke. We love Luke Richardson. Um, in terms of goalies for Group 1, we have Camesso, Drew Camesso, who we've talked about quite a bit because he's one of my favorites, who's slated to be one of the goaltenders for the Rockford Icehawks this upcoming season. Peter Morazic, who has been around for a while, um, and we acquired him last summer. He will be one of the goaltenders for the Blackhawks until he gets hurt and then Jackson Stauber gets brought up. Um, and then Mitchell Weeks, who will be one of the goaltenders for the ECHL uh, Blackhawk team, which is the Indy Fuel. So if you are listening and you are near Indianapolis, I highly recommend going to an Indy Fuel game and, you know, shoot me a message about it. Tell me how it is because I haven't been down there. Um, but I heard it's nice. <laughs> But in terms of goalies, I think Mrazek looks fine. Weeks looks fine. I like what I see out of Camesso, but I'm not going to really have a firm opinion until I see him in a game, which is why I'm very excited to go to a Rockford game this season to see his full potential and see, you know, the progress that he's made from his final year or like his last year at school versus going to Rockford because that's just, you know, that's a big step. Um, let me see. What else do I have? I have one note in here. 
I love it. It just says, dang, Marcel, Marcel is huge. Um, he was definitely one that stood out to me and I can't, and I'm excited to see him. Like I said, Marcel, Marcel was one of Sam Savoy. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, one of his teammates back in Gatineau. Uh, but he signed a contract with the Rockford Ice Hogs, which means he signed with Rockford specifically, so he cannot be brought up to Chicago. He just signed with Rockford. Um, but he is huge, and he's a physical player. So I'm excited to see that, because if anybody saw anything out of Rockford last year, it wasn't physical. Nothing happened. I think most of them were just like afraid of the pucker, afraid of getting hit. So I am excited to see Marcel Marcel because he's a big guy and he likes to throw his weight around. And, you know, that makes some exciting hockey. Uh, one consistent pairing that I saw over the past two days was Wyatt Kaiser and Seth Jones being paired up. Kaiser, as we talked about last week, really shined in the prospect camp up in Florida, and he continues to shine working with Seth Jones. We love to see it. I love to see it. I hope this continues. Because um, not to say that he wasn't on my radar, but he wasn't up high on my radar, and I love when people surprise me because um, it makes you know more hockey more exciting to watch um so that was a consistent pairing that I saw you know from group one uh the other one that I really liked was Ethan DeMastro or as crusty you know old crusty old guy and I like to call it EDM or the maestro and Logan Crevier Logan Crevier played for the Rockford Icehawks last year and, you know, as Krusty Old Guy said last week, and I will follow up and agree with, especially with what I've seen this week, you know, Crevier looks good. Crevier, he doesn't look great, um, but he looks leaps and bounds better than, you know, last season. Whether that's, you know, him doing a lot of work over the summer, or if, you know, he, he's just got better people to play with, um... Oh, Rock, like I say multiple times, Rockford was not good last year. They they weren't. It was a little disappointing to watch. Um, but but Crevier looks better. Uh, so very excited with that. And Crevier and EDM were paired a lot together. Ethan DeMastro, or EDM, uh, is slated to be in Rockford next season. So I'm really hoping that they continue the pairing of the two of them together. Um, because they're both bigger guys and yeah, I just, it, it flowed well. Everything just flowed nicely with the two of them. Um, I think previously with Crevier, he would seem a little unsure of where to be in terms of on the ice and you just see a lot more overall confidence from him this training camp maybe it's just playing with EDM or like I said maybe it's just you know a different person he gels more with EDM or you know he did a lot of you know training and stuff over the summer and he's just overall just a better hockey player maybe it's a bit of both either way I love to see it you love to see it friends
And the other, the other one that I really liked, uh, Alex Vlasic looks a bit better. I will always be a fan of Alex Vlasic, or as I like to call him, the pickle man. Um, you'll love to see it. I really would be shocked if he gets sent back down to Rockford again. That's where he's been playing the past couple of years. He's kind of been on the taxi squad floating between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Rockford Icehawks. Um, but I really think that this is his year um, and that he will be either the sixth or the seventh man in terms of defensemen for the Blackhawks. Um, the other line that I am just obsessed with and it will not go anywhere outside of training camp practice at 10 a.m. <laughs> Sam Savoie, Paul Ludwinski, and Reese Johnson. Now as I said last week, you know, Sam Savoie and Ludwinski were paired together last year for training or for prospect camp back when prospect camp used to be on ice. Um and it was so exciting to watch. You know, Prospect Camp was a little bit of a downer last year because of all of the trades that happened at the draft. Everybody, all fans were kind of annoyed, angry. Nobody really seemed happy to be there. Everyone seemed unsure of what was going to come next. Um, so it was all very tame. And then you have Sam Savoie and Ludwinski, who are just physical and theatrical, and they have personalities, which I love. Um, and they worked well together. So they were paired again for training camp this season with Reese Johnson, who has been kind of back and forth between Rockford and Chicago. Reese is definitely one of those where he might be on the outs for this year and might be back down in Rockford. Some nice veteran forward presence in Rockford. Um, the Savoie, we know he's going back to juniors, which is fine. Um, it's really just because he's a baby. And he he's, he's in that age bracket right now where he can't get sent to Rockford. It's you know, Chicago or go back to Gatineau. And as much as I do love Savoie, he's not ready to go back to Gatineau. Or no, sorry, he's not ready to go to Chicago. So he's going to go back to Gatineau. But that line's still really fun to watch. I highly recommend finding some footage. Um, I would assume if you look up Jay Zawoski on Twitter, he's got some video of Savoie and Ludwinski's lines during training camp. Um, this also leads me to, so just a reminder, uh, we do not have a couple of guys for training camp. We don't have the college players, so that's your Green, Moore, Renzel, NASCAR, Thompson, Slaggart, because uh, they're at school, and they legally can't be there. Otherwise, they forfeit their ability to play for their team. Uh, then we have group two. Group two is goaltending wise is Jackson Stauber, who will be playing for the Rockford Icehogs. Arvid Soderbloom, who has been kind of up and down the past couple of years between Chicago and Rockford, but he is slated to be Mrazek's backup, or as I really like to kid, be the starter once Mrazek gets hurt 
three weeks into the season. I only joke because the goaltending became an absolute mess last year. But then that's how we all learned how, what an amazing person Alex Daylock is. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, big defensive pairing that happened in group two that you really have seen for the rest of the week and probably will see for tomorrow night's game is Kevin Korczynski and Connor Murphy. Um, do I think Kevin Korczynski needs another year in juniors? Yes. Yes. Do I like what I've seen so far? Yes. Would I be as mad as I would at the beginning of the offseason if somebody were to tell me that Kevin Krachinski made it to the NHL? No. Um, I think I was really unsure at the beginning of the postseason or beginning of the offseason being he's not ready. I don't think he did as much as he could during the playoffs. Um he didn't play as much as I would have liked to have seen. Um, but, you know, he's filled out quite a bit. Everything that I've seen this past week I've really liked. I still would like another year of him down in juniors. But I'd be less mad about it now than I would have been before. Um, going back to goaltenders really quick. One of the big things that stood out to me was how much more confident Jackson Stauber is. He definitely seems a lot more mechanical, a lot more sure of himself in the net than he did last year. Um, I've just, you know, become a bigger Jackson Stauber fan ever since he got brought up last year due to many goaltending injuries. Um, and I've just watched him ever since, and he just seems to keep getting better and better, and he looks much better now going into training camp, which, like I always say, friends, you love to see. <laughs> um, couple of guys that, you know, we were unfamiliar with, Healy, Maniscalco, and McDougal were added to the roster for training camp this week you know, this past week and still because they haven't been sent home yet. Um, they were folks that got picked up for Rockford for this year, just some veteran guys. So it's not just an entire lineup of 20 year olds. Um, but I like Healy's size and physicality in particular. Um, I, It'll work down in Rockford. Rockford's about to get a lot bigger and a little bit meaner, which is always exciting because that's what minor league's supposed to be about. <laughs> um, and then I just have, wow, that Doc kid is so cool. Um, as we talk about, I think I talk about Colton Doc every week. Um, Colton Doc is Kirby Doc's younger brother. He was playing for the Seattle Thunderbirds with Nolan Allen and Kevin Korchinski. He is definitely slated to be in Rockford this upcoming year. And I cannot wait. This kid is so much fun to watch. So much fun. He shoots. He scores. He's big. He'll, like, beat you into the board. I mean, not really. But, like, he will definitely... He's not afraid to you know, do something a little bit more physical. I just find him exciting. He's just a cool forward to watch. Um, 
I know I always say that I get excited about everybody, but this is exciting times. If you did not watch last year, it was really, really bad last year. It was really bad. Um, So we're excited. I'm excited about everybody, but Colton Dock in particular is going to be one of the best things about the Rockford Icehawks next year. Um... Tenority looks a little bit better. Happy to see him healthy. For those who don't know, Tenority just like broke his face last year. Um, he had to get his jaw wired shut and could eat only eat soup for like a long time. Um, so it's just nice to see him healthy. Allen looked great. Again, another one from Seattle that will be in Rockford this year. Um, and like I've said, various times throughout the podcast you know one of the main reasons why I would like to see Kevin Korchinski go back is you know he core played great in Seattle but there was definitely a he was definitely in the shadow of Nolan Allen in my opinion Nolan was playing more minutes doing more things and I would like to see core take that spot while Nolan Allen is in Rockford, and then after, you know, this season, then he gets brought up. But who knows what's going to happen. Let's see. From day two, what do I have? Sorry, folks, just reading my notes. Another one that I'm really excited to see about that really um, made an impression on me during the past couple of days at training camp was Ryder Rolston. For those who don't know, he just finished his final year at Notre Dame, uh, then was signed. He'll be in Rockford next year. He is a forward, and he's huge. Watching Ryder Rolston and Doc together, that's going to be fun. I really, they're probably not going to put them on the same line, but, you know, a girl can dream. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> the biggest pairing, though, that I saw from day two is your Philip Kurishev, your Andre Athanasiu, and your Lucas Reichel together. I guarantee that looked dynamite. Um, they kind of, you know, lit Stauber up like a Christmas tree. Um and I expect, you know, that's a pairing that's going to continue. That's a pairing that's going to probably happen at the game tomorrow night and for quite a few preseason games because, um, man, it works. It really works. And then Tupley looked a bit better. Um, curious to see what he does in Rockford. This is kind of his do or die year with Rockford you know he's been down there enough he's shown enough of what he can do or what he can't do um so this is kind of his last final push to you know maybe make the jump to the NHL or if it or see if he's just an AHL player which is also still great um there's just that big pay jump between the AHL and the NHL. And there's a big difference between playing at the United Center and then playing at the BMO Harris Center, Um, which I'm still just excited to go to this season because they're redoing the entire inside of that stadium. And that stadium was nice to begin with. Um, I'm excited to see what it looks like now because it's going to be brand new. 
And then for day two, I have, oh my gosh, the Bedard peeps are out in full force. I was sitting next to this like youth hockey team and they were just chirping at everybody to get a stick. I'm like, where are your parents? And just constantly screaming for Bedard. Like, I feel bad. Well, one, I feel bad for Bedard. Just like everyone so up his butt all the time. I'm like, this kid's a child. Um, But I also feel bad for like, you know, the younger kids that are maybe a year or two older than Bedard that are at training camp. And like, that's all that everyone is focusing on. And that's kind of, you know, why I'm not focusing on Bedard in these episodes. I will, of course, especially when the regular season comes. But I want, I just want to reiterate that like, yes, Bedard's amazing. And yes, it's going to be amazing to watch. But especially in training camp, there's definitely other guys to watch. Um, because, you know, even with the 2010 roster for the Blackhawks, not everything was done by Patrick Kane. It still takes a whole team. We would not have made it out of the first round if it wasn't for Marion Hosa. Like, it takes a whole team. So even though Bedard's there, you still should watch other players and pay attention to other players because it takes a whole lot of people to fill up a roster to win the cup. Another another Ludwinski and Savoie with a big heart around it because I just love that duo. It's great. It's a little bit of a mess, but it's great. Um... Yeah, I'd be really surprised if Seth plays with anybody else just because that's Seth Jones and Kaiser pairing as well as, you know, Murphy and Korchinski. You figure that's what it's going to be tomorrow for the game. Um, Really liked what Misiak had. Um, The wheels on that kid was quite fun to watch. For those who don't remember, Misiak was drafted this past year. Um, but and so he will be going back to the Erie Otters in the OHL. And also for those who are new and those who don't remember, the Canadian Hockey League, the CHL, is, you know, juniors. You've got the OHL, which is the Ontario Hockey League, the Western Hockey League, which is the WHL, and then the QM. JHL, I think I've got all the letters right, which is, or how everybody else refers to it as the Q, and that's the Quebec. Um, so yeah, so Miss Yak will go back to the Erie Otters. You know, he's fast, but he's still small, which you know, makes sense because he's a child. <laughs> um. The other one that will probably go back to the AHL is Alex Ferrand. Was really surprised. That kid is a wicked wrist shot. Um, but he'll go back to the OHL just because he was also drafted this past season. Because, um, you know, you still got to develop. They're babies. Not everyone's going to be Connor Bedard and is coming out of the draft being like, yep, I'm ready to play a full season and be amazing. And another guy that I have been talked about in this podcast is Lucas Reichel. Lucas Reichel looks so good going into this training camp. I'm so excited. Um, For those who don't know, I was a bit skeptical on Lucas Reichel the past couple of years. He, you know, was still a bit small, um, wasn't really that physical, 
made a little bit more turnovers than I'd like. But, you know, I'm jumping on the Lucas train for this season. He seems a lot bigger, a lot more self-aware in terms of himself and other players on the ice. And, you know, I'm just, I'm overall excited. Um, I'm no longer skeptical. I'm ready. You know, the pairing of Lucas Reichel and Connor Bedard is going to flood our TVs. Uh, you know, drive what Connor and Lucas drive. And I'm here for it. I'm jumping on the little bandwagon of the two of them. It's going to be great. Because um, it's way more fun to just be excited than to be cynical. <laughs> um, our, we have our three stars for training camp that I've seen this past week. Number three, Jackson Stauber. Unconventional pick, but, you know, I just really liked what I saw. And I'm excited to see where he goes in terms of the rest of training camp and for this season. I think he has the potential to be a really good goaltender. And, you know, I hope that for him. Uh, He's still got a lot of room to grow, a lot of things to grow on. But... You know, I think he's in the right direction, and I like what I see. Second star is going to be for Kai- Wyatt Kaiser. You know, to keep up, it's it's a feat of strength to keep up with Seth Jones on the ice. And, you know, he's been doing it every time that I've seen him. He's been, you know, Seth's there, Seth's one spot, Kaiser's right there. Um, so that's just a huge accomplishment for a young defenseman to do. And he's just seems really good. Uh, and I'm excited where, like, I'm excited to see what else happens for the rest of training camp in terms of him working with Seth Jones, but also, you know, just him as a player. And my first star um, like I said, we talked about Connor Bedard and how great he is, but I am going to exclude Connor Bedard from these three stars because, like I said many times throughout this podcast, Connor Bedard is great. Um, Connor Bedard is amazing. That shot that he has, I could make podcast like a whole podcast series over it. But it takes more than one player to, you know, build a team. So we are not going to choose Connor Bedard for our three stars because we already know that he's great. He's excluded from this. So our number one star goes to Lucas Reichel because I did not think I was going to be shocked by him, and I was. I think he something switched over the summer, and he's ready. I did not think at the end of the season I'd be saying that that kid was ready, but he's ready. I hope he's, I don't want him down in Rockford. This is his time to be in Chicago, and I'm ready for it. And I hope you guys are ready for it. Um, <laughs> so those are my three stars. We've got Reichel, Kaiser, and Stopper. Probably have very different ones. Next week, um, like I said, we'll have a couple of training camp actual games to talk about for next week's episode. Uh, I'll have a lot more notes um, because we'll have more games to talk about. I will be going to all home games. Uh, So if you are also going to any of the preseason games, feel free to message us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. 
or email us because uh, I love hockey friends. I made new hockey friends this week. Um, the guys over at the CHGO podcast, who's that is the hockey podcast that I listen to. So if you don't listen to it, I would highly recommend listening to it. Um, I made them fr- friendship bracelets because I have an entire tote bag of friendship bracelets because that's what I, what I do while I make my podcasts is I make hockey friendship bracelets. So I gave them their friendship bracelets. And now I think we're friends. <laughs> but anyway, they were very nice. So yeah, if you're at any of the preseason games, let me know. I love making hockey friends. But that is going to be it for this week. Like I said, I'll have some games to report on for next week. Make sure to like and subscribe on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whichever one you are listening on. And make sure to like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to be on the next episode of the Hockey Princess Podcast, or if you want more crusty old guy or cat who made a quick little cameo on an episode, let us know. I make this podcast for the people. Um, So let me know what you guys want to hear about. That is all for this week, so I will talk at you guys next week.